Blog Talk Radio. Come get you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Hey, everybody. This is John Driscoll from Young and the Restless, the new Philip Chancellor the Fourth. You are listening to Buzzworthy Radio right now with Novell. Stay tuned for what's coming up, what's happening, what's going on, and what will be coming up, what drama to be expected on your favorite soaps. Listen in. And welcome to a new edition of BWR. I am your host, Novell J. Lee, coming at you on this wonderful Friday evening. It's 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Coast Time, June 19th. 2009, probably the first day of this week where it actually isn't raining outside. Absolutely incredible. We're going to be joined by Heath Kizier, formerly from The Young and the Restless as Dr. Joshua Landers. He has come out with a new book entitled, Can I See Your ID, Son? We're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about his time on The Young and the Restless and what else we can expect from Heath as well. Give us a call at 646-595-4228 if you want to get on in the conversation. Um, before I actually bring Heath on, I just want to take a moment uh, for everybody who is in my area, and uh, there are quite a few of you who listen to the show who are in my in my area. I just want to give my condolences to the family of Gary Papa. Um, he died today of cancer, and those in my area know him as the uh, sports correspondent on Six ABC's Action News. And I just want to pay my respects out to his family, him and his family. And I just wanted to get that out there. But as time moves on, as upsetting as that news is, let's get on to some good stuff, shall we? Bring on our guest of honor, Heath. How are you? Hi there. How are you? I'm good. How's yourself? I am doing fantastic. That's great. In very sunny California where it's starting to get hot again. Yes, I can pretty much say that here on the East Coast, this is our only day this week where it actually hasn't rained. <laughs> I have to say I missed some rain, so you can send some this way. You actually missed the rain. You can have all of it. I'm not stopping you at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. You can have it all. But <laughs> but listen, you have been on the Young and the Restless Dr. Joshua Landers, you started in '96, uh, I believe. '96, right? Yep. Yeah. It's been and you through '98. Yeah. And you basically went through it all. You married Nikki Newman and got shot also in the span of a two-year span. That's great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much battled, battled Victor, married Nikki. <laughs> And he married Nikki at the end. Yes, yes. He married Nikki right after you die. What what can you say about Victor Newman? He's Victor Newman. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like doing a soap opera? What's that? What was it like doing a soap opera? It was the hardest acting work for sure I'd ever done. Just because of the amount of just the volume mm. where, you know, you're doing a, a television show and you're doing that over the course of six to eight days. You're doing a movie and you're doing that over a course of two to four months. 
and you're doing an hour of television in a 12-hour day, and it's it's uh, you have to be on your toes. Yeah. You know, there's there's sometimes where you're, you know, your storyline is off a little bit, so you have a little time off. But then when the storyline is is cooking, it's it's every waking hour memorizing lines and getting ready, and so it's it's an experience. It's a very, tough. You know. A, yeah, a good experience, but it was it was hard, especially at first. Yeah, yeah, because you had to you probably had to memorize like close to eighty pages a day when you're doing this. It's kind of, it's it, it's rough. It's really rough. I did discover over time that uh, you know the body does what the body does, and it and it helps. Mm-hmm. And so over time, your short term memory becomes phenomenal. And you can almost just do a one read and, and have it. Wow. But the expense of that is your, your long-term memory just, it, it's destroyed. Yeah. It's literally destroyed. If, I mean, you can't remember your kids' names, you, a birthday, oh, never. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, you definitely need a memo pad. Oh, man. That's funny. I, honestly, I can't, uh, I can't imagine myself going through that kind of strenuous, um, Material day in and day out, and I commend everybody who does this. Yeah, I really do. But you know, if you love what you're doing, I guess, I guess it doesn't matter. But uh, right. I couldn't, I couldn't picture myself doing something like that. It's almost, <laughs> if not five days a week, there is no way I probably would, I probably would kill myself. <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite moment being on this show? I mean, Y&R is synonymous for being the number one rated daytime drama on CBS, and you being a part of that, that's absolutely amazing. Did you, do you have, like, any favorite moments being on this show? Well, I will definitely say the last, the last week of, of my tour there mm-hmm. was, was really great. I mean, it was the best material that I'd had on the show thus far, and it was, you know, I got to kind of got to chew the scenery just a little bit, and that was that was fun. I mean, it was just it was just fun those yeah. last few days, and of course I was getting killed off and not going to be working there anymore, and that was sad. <laughs> but at the same time, just the work and the just really getting to dive in that was just fantastic. Right. Absolutely. Would you ever want to get back into that? Not necessarily the that show per se, but you know. Right. Maybe. You know, I, you know, I've been I've been thinking about it. I'm I've I've moved off for the most part into writing, but uh, never say never, as they say. That's true. So you know, if something were to walk up and say, "Hey," I would certainly certainly consider it. It's a different different deal entirely than what I'm doing now. Yeah. Nice segue into into the writing thing. That that's definitely what we're here to talk about the most of is your new book. Uh, can I see your ID, son? First of all, how did you come up with that title? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, that's kind of like that. That's that's that's. I like that title, but it's like, where did it come from? <laughs> well, it's it's pretty funny. When I when I was a kid, I was kind of a big clunky, looked older than I was, and kind of always always. Did until I hit you know real adult, mm-hmm. and so I 
always had the ID or I was trying to do things without an ID, and so I was constantly getting carded. <laughs> yeah. I wish so I had that. I wish I had that, but I don't. I've always looked older than 21 my whole entire life. Well, when I became <laughs> I never really had to present an ID, which is sad. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It was sad. <laughs> I envy you, man. I envy you. <laughs> Just for that sole purpose. <laughs> So how long so, uh, have how long have you actually been writing? I actually started uh, when I was still on the show. Um, I was wow. writing screenplays and whatnot in the late 90s. And uh, the, first, the first novel came out in 2001. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was the first you know, official published work. And so interesting, you know, again, like acting, mm-hmm. the writing was something that I just accidentally fell into and just learned to just absolutely love it, just to love it. Right. And it, you know, it works per- perfectly with my personality, which is a little, I, I overanalyze and I do, and as an actor, you can't do that. I mean, that's sort of. It goes against what you're trying to do. But as a writer, you can do that and do it and spin in your head and do all that stuff until it's perfect, and then you can present it, and then it's exactly what you want it to be. Exactly. You can say that, you know, and this is my, my own opinion, but I'm, I'm sure that you may have heard people say this, like writing releases like a lot of emotions, you know, like when you write, you release stress or tension and everything that's been built up and you're able to release it through writing and it's just before you know it, you, you'll have like your first paperback being sold in stores or on Amazon or something. Is that like what happens with you? It does. I mean, in the process when I'm, when I'm writing and, and deep into the scene, I, I will literally you know, just disappear. I'll go away for 12 hours and not have an idea that I've been at the desk for that long. Meanwhile, going through the scenes and, you know, with every character, you're crying and you're laughing and you're, you're with them as with them as you can be, honestly, with even a real person. Mm-hmm. Because you're so in their head and they're such a different person and you've created these different people. And so each of these people have their own emotional struggle and, and you're going through each one of those as you're writing. Right. Right, exactly. That this book now this book that's that's uh that's out now on amazon dot com or at your local barnes and nobles uh just so all you guys know uh this is a memoir correct it is it is it is it's uh more or less a coming of age it's certainly not a you know an actor tell all it's a coming of age taking me from you know a, when I was a kid in Colorado homeless to becoming a TV actor. Really? Wide range. Wow. So it's um, yeah, a lot of a lot of adventure and a lot of uh, a lot no of stuff in, within the pages. Yeah, I had no idea about that. That's that's amazing to you know just look back and look back at your life 
you know, like you said, you're in the days of being in Colorado homeless to where you are right now, that's that's amazing. That's commendable. Just by that alone, you know, you've been, you've done so much in that time span, you know, and you're able to reflect on that by doing this memoir for everybody else to read and take it upon themselves to um, see your life as how you saw it. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, and it was the process was cathartic for me. It, it was so different than what I had expected. My first two books were hardcore thrillers and one's a post-apocalyptic thriller. And so I sat down to write this kind of just for myself. And I thought, oh, well, you know, I'm going to be writing this really intense, you know, another really intense thing. And it just turned out to be so... <laughs> different than what I had ever written before and it was so fun. Right. And just to be able to take little Heath and, you know, put put an, an adult perspective on it, all of a sudden you lose your ego and, and you can really talk about it freely and you don't have to be the cool guy anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it's, uh, it was so much fun to sort of see it from my perspective at that age, but looking back at it now from this age. Right. Exactly. I don't know if that made sense, but it was it, it was did. really quite something. It did. And it, it's like you were like, you're writing stuff that you probably would never have thought to talk about before, but it just all starts coming out. You just go ahead and just run with it, right? I thought, you know, I had a pretty boring life until I really started to go <laughs> sit down and actually think about it because you kind of just things you forget things and I've been, a, I've been a journal writer forever and ever and ever so I, I and I haven't really read them you know you always write them but you don't really go back and read them and I went back and I started exper- re-experiencing some of these things and and I mean getting struck by lightning on the top of Mount Blanc in Europe you know I mean things like that are, are sort of part of the stories of this book. Wow. Wow. Looking back on it, though, would you want to change anything that's ever happened to you? I know that's kind of a very very astute question. (laughs) Very tough question. Yeah. The only reason I am where I am is because of the coincidences of life. And I kind of go through and I can count five major turning points, thus coincidences in my life, that had any of those not happened, I would be a completely different place and time Mm -hmm. right now. You know, I might not have... So basically, I think no. I think no. I mean, there were some hard times, but I think really no. I'm I'm really happy. I'm, I'm happier right now than I've ever been. That's great. That's and great. I think a lot of people do say that. It just just turned forty. But you actually mean it. <laughs> I do. I really, really do. <laughs> you know, this is something I've actually wanted to know. I've never. I don't think I've ever posed this question. Because I don't think I've ever had someone who actually played a doctor on a series before on this show. Mm-hmm. Well, when you were doing that role, 
how tough was it to play a doctor? Did you have to learn, like, all these medical words and everything, all that medical jargon, and, and you had no idea what you were talking about <laughs> at all? <laughs> Terrified. Terrified. <laughs> because not only was I a doctor, thank you very much, I was a gynecologist. You were a... <laughs> I was, you were a gynecologist? That's how Nikki and I met. I was I was her gynecologist. I did not know that your character yeah. was a gynecologist. And so I, I had to, we we met, and I had to tell her all about her uterine cysts and things. And <laughs> I mean, I you know, I I couldn't say half the words without blushing. <laughs> you like so, beat yeah, red, and then you couldn't make it through the scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to rebrush up on my Y&R history because even I had no clue. <laughs> you were a gynecologist. <laughs> I was like, what? You were? <laughs> well, and, and I just could not. I mean, when I first got the job, I could not figure out how they were going to put the two of us together as me as her gynecologist. It just seemed a little a little weird. <laughs> but they did it. <laughs> That that's like your perfect pickup line. Just basically you start talking about the her ovula and and all that stuff, and then there you go, you get together. That's it. <laughs> together for life. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was, it was pretty traumatic. I ran out and I got all the doctor books and the doctor dictionaries, and I had to call a friend that was a doctor, how do you pronounce this? I don't want to say it wrong, especially the first few weeks. And I wanted it to be perfect, and I wanted it to be just good for everybody. And So, yeah, it was pretty traumatic. Yeah, I thought that they had, like, the, um, like that medical-type person that's there on the set when they do that kind of stuff, like medical personnel. What do do when you're really, when you're in the hospital and there's trauma when there's, you know, ER kind of stuff happening. Mm. For my scenes, they, you know, for a lot of the early stuff, it was just in the office. So I wasn't wasn't fortunate enough to, to have that fellow on the set the first, <laughs> the first week. Uh, okay. So, yeah, you really did have to study up on all those words. That's terrible. Okay. <laughs> I'd be scared. I'd be scarred for life if I had to say that to somebody, if it wasn't, like, you know, my profession. And I'd be like, my God, I'm just like pronouncing these these body parts on the air like that, and for everybody to see me say that, that's kind of that's kind of scary. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I do. I, I, I mean, I, I made an immediate call to my acting coach. I need help. How do I do this with a straight face and say these words that I don't know? And how embarrassing. <laughs> Oh man! And you, oh man, did you have to do like so many takes in order to get it right, or were you able to? You know, Actually, that's like I will say, and and really, that's the only way that you you make it as a as a soap actor is I, I will I I did so much practice at home. I was I was a neurotic mess at home, but it, on the set I really didn't nail it the first time. And if you oh good. Yeah, I mean, if you don't on a, on a soap, there's just so no little, there's just so little time. So if, if you know, if you're not dead on, first time, second time at most, you're right. dead on, because they just don't have the time. Right, exactly. Somebody that's that doesn't, you know, that's 
especially now because it does, you know, especially now. I mean, I can pretty much say that soaps are pretty much now different than they were over 10 years ago when you were on it. You know, it's worse now as far as time constraints go. Right. You know, know, now they just, they block the seeds, they go right into the scene. You don't even do like a rehearsal for it anymore. You were lucky. <laughs> yeah, well, we used to do, well, and, you know, and that's the other thing is you would get, you'd, you'd do a walkthrough and you'd walk through with your director and your director would, I mean, you know, the soaps and how they, the camera angles and the push-ins and the, you know, the walk past and all that stuff. And right. you'd go through and you'd have, so a normal scene, you'd have up up to 15 to 20 moves in the scene. Mm-hmm. So not mm-hmm. only are you trying to remember the words, but you're trying to remember when you're supposed to go over the potted plant and when you're supposed to go to the edge of the table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I just I never knew how tough it was until I started asking people exactly what's it like doing all that stuff. I didn't realize it's like you got to you got to be in this position, you got to be in that position, or you got to do this, you got to do that. It's just that's 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 nerve wracking. Yeah, At least for me, a lot of a, a lot of angles in your head where you're you're trying to do your best as an actor and be in the moment and do all that, but then you've got all that other stuff. So, it, it have does, you act has become yeah. a little overwhelming? Have you actually watched a soap before you got on a soap? I did actually. I watched Young and the Restless when I was in high school. I I was playing football and, and broke some bones and so ended up at home in the, during the summer practices. And there was a, two other guys that also got banged up and so we were all, we'd all go to one of the other's house and we'd sit and watch soaps all day long. <laughs> all day long. Totally, totally got hooked on. That's why I was so freaked when I heard I got the part and then they said, oh, well, you're, you'll be hooked up with Nikki. Oh, with okay. one name that I actually knew, <laughs> and so <laughs> whatsoever, Mickey. Oh, oh I, I was a sophomore. What? <laughs> you were probably like, how am I going to get her away from Victor Newman? Mickey <laughs> went in kind of knowing I was doomed right from the very start. Mickey and Victor. Yeah. In fact, that was that was my doom, getting them back together. That's kind of what it was to me. And what was it? I mean, I've talked to the man. He scares me to death, but I love him. <laughs> what was it like working with Eric Braden? He's a he's a he's a good guy. I mean, you know, kind of stayed to himself and and whatnot, but a but a nice guy, and and he has that he has that Victor Newman presence. Yeah, he does in real life. He does, too, and you. You definitely, I got a little straighter when I was talking to Eric. And I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) He definitely scared you into oblivion, just being on bed around him. My God, when I I talked to him, I, I, I I could not stop shaking. That's just how intimidating he is to me. Oh, really? Yeah, he is. I, God, God bless anybody. God bless anybody that ever ever talked to me interviews him or anything. I was shaking like a leaf. <laughs> 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 it's terrible. It's terrible. 
So listen, let's uh, let's 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 plug let's plug this book again. Um, can I see your ID, song? Where can they get this? Let's plug this out. You can or any of your other books for that matter. Son, uh, pretty much anywhere online right now. Uh, the the uh, brick and mortar stores will have it in a couple of weeks. So Amazon and Barnes and Noble right now, and it's uh, looks like it's doing pretty brisk business. We're we're at the early stages right now, so we're just uh, just getting it pumped up. So I'm excited to be here and and tell you about it. Getting started. That's how you're supposed to do it, right? Exactly. Exactly. Get the word out there. Ain't kidding Can I see your ID, son? Barnes and Noble, Amazon.com. Find it. Formerly from the Younger Restless is Dr. Joshua Landers. Uh, excuse me, the gynecologist, Dr. Joshua Landers. <laughs> oh, now, <laughs> just, now you're just going to add it all the time, aren't you? <laughs> I am, man, now that I know that. <laughs> I am now that I know that. That's or something. Something. Anything, man. That was just, that was news to me. That was great. <laughs> I love well, thank it. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's been a good time. I would love, love to have you back on any time, especially if you get back on a soap, find me. You got it. Will do. <laughs> All right. Have a great rest of your evening. You too. Enjoy sunny California. All right. Will do. Take care. Take care. All right, you ladies and gentlemen. You say uh, or he. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen of the wonderful Buzzworthy Radio set, I am off for now, but I should be back on Tuesday. Yes, on Tuesday. And I don't remember the date of this coming Tuesday, which is <laughs> <This is> bad. <laughs> the 23rd. We're going to be on, on the 23rd. We're going to be joined by wedding planner host Diane Valentine. This show is going to debut on TNT. Actually, it already de- debuted on the 16th. It takes place at 8 p.m. on that station, so make sure you guys check it out. Um, it is produced by Mark Burnett. She's going to be joining us on the show next Tuesday, so make sure you guys check us out. But until then, I am going to be signing off right now, and I will be joining you guys next week. And from all of us here at Buzzworthy Radio, Make sure you get the latest buzz with Buzzworthy. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. Take care. Can't get enough of Buzzworthy Radio. Log on now to www.buzzworthyradio.net to get the latest news on upcoming guests, past shows, and videos of all your favorite stars. Keep getting the latest buzz with Buzzworthy. Buzzworthy.